Pete. I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. And we have here Mr. Pete Stormer. Everybody clap. Digital marketing manager and project manager at Vector Management. So, Pete, when did we meet? Like, at least 10 years ago, right? Yeah, probably 2010. Yeah, 2010. 10 year I remember. So, I think the first time I officially had a conversation with you was we were doing a cover band show. I guess that's how you would put it. Yep. And like, so there was this little Nashville scene. I was like the business person in that scene. I was like booking the shows and managing bands, whatever. And like, so I had this idea that we needed to do like, like a cover show of like, and I got it from like Bamboozle. Remember Bamboozle? That would happen. And what, what was the thing they had like the day before? It was called like Hoodwinked or something like that. But it was like bands would play other bands songs, whatever. So anyways, I was like, we should do that locally. So we do this thing. So you were in Motives. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you guys were who for that show? And Berlin. Okay. And so like, we did like a photo shoot of my office and we like rec- recreated all of these different we bands. Did. There was a Fall Out Boy, there was a Paramore. What did Since Forever do? Taking Back Sunday? Yep. Yeah. And so I think that's the first time you came to our office because we were doing photo shoots for Alex Barr was doing photo shoots for this show yep. to like recreate these like these album covers. So I think that was the first time I, re- I remember meeting you. We should go find those photos. They're definitely online. We need to find them. <laughs> I had way too much fun doing that. I was like, this is awesome. So that was a good show though. That thing was sold out at a little, little white building at Rocket Town. We had a great time. That was amazing. I kind of miss those days, but. Went to the old McDonald's afterwards. Oh yeah. I fixed it up. Yeah. That was, that was like the place, man. I spent a lot of time there. Um, actually, I, if you go back to a former episode with Ford Fairchild, do you know Ford? Yeah. He's a photographer. I would, I like, so me and Cassie used to sneak him into shows when he was like 16 because he loved the Wreckers, like Michelle Branch's country oh, yeah. group. And then I ran into him at the McDonald's later. He was like 17 and I was like, I don't know, 22. And I was like, I want to make out with him so bad. And Cassie's oh, no. I was so drunk. It's fine. Me and Ford are very <laughs> close friends, but I associate that McDonald's with wanting to make out with Ford Fairchild, which I think now is just hilarious, but. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so we've known each other that long and now we know each other professionally. Yeah. And now you're a badass on the marketing and the, you know, the management side where you were a band boy. Yeah. Everybody loves band boys. Band boys are great. We, yeah. When did you, well, when did you make that decision? Like, I'm not going to be the band boy anymore. I'm going to go get like the job. I think I had done it for long enough and made enough not money to realize (laughs) that I needed to go make money somewhere. Um, so I decided to go back to school That's and, rad. Uh, do the business shit. That's rad. And I remember too, like you did, how long did you live in Nashville? Cause didn't you like kind of move here at some point? Uh, I lived in North Alabama before that. Okay. So I moved up here for, to finish college. Got it. I just remember when you like kind of came to town and everybody was kind of like talking about you. They were like, he's been on warp tour. <laughs> And it was like, it was like, oh, oh. He's been on the Ernie he's Ball been on, stage. He's been on Warped Tour. <laughs> he's been tour. on the smallest stage on the tour. <laughs> but it was like a thing, because like nobody else in town in any of these bands had done that. And it was like, Pete was like the star. And I was like, who's this? Who's this kid? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so now you have this job, but I want to go back and talk about kind of like how you got there. How'd you got backstage? Uh, how, when you were a kid, you decided you liked music and somehow, I mean, we just kind of talked, I think we kind of spoiled it. We, like we got to the point of like, oh, the music, but let's talk about that Oops. part. We're going to Tarantino it. We're going to yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, but let's go back and talk about like kind of how you, you know, for lack of a better term, like made music your career throughout your lifetime. Yes. Yeah, so 
I mean, I got my first bass when I was 14. I saw, um, I think, a member of Limp Biscuit playing bass, and I was like, that looks cool. I want to play that thing. Uh, so I started playing, and uh, long story short, uh, when it came to college, I went for a couple years. I hated it. I was on a uh, full ride for aerospace engineering, oh. and I was bored, and I decided to drop out and play music. Okay, which- but where... <laughs> I feel like we have to touch base at like aerospace engineering. Yeah. Is that now, is this just planes? Or are you talking like NASA type stuff? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I was going to be a rocket scientist. Wow. And do you regret not doing so? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Wow. Okay. So Limp Biscuit, you know. Yeah. For some we reason. We could have been living man, on Mars right now, but Limp Biscuit came along and. Yeah. Took Sorry, Pete off guys. course. okay so you so you got this bass yep i i don't know what the in-between is i i played music in high school um so you're in college so you're in college you were doing the aerospace thing yeah and playing music at the same time yeah we were were playing music and we had decided you know we need to maybe really give it give it a go because we thought we were pretty good and people in town seemed to think we were pretty good uh, so we thought, yeah, let's just quit school and go buy a tour van and go book our own shows. So what was that, that band called? Uh, the Arrival. Got it. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we we jumped in the van. We booked our own shows for a while. Um, this has all happened over the course of five, six, seven years. So yeah. this is the abridged version. I mean, but, that's um, a, that's still a long time doing that. Yeah. You and know, we ended up having that's a, a good a, go at it. Yeah. We had a great agent, a great manager. And, you know, I think we did. We did as much as we could, and there's a lot of things I wish we had done differently. But now that I'm at this point in my life, I'm sort of glad that I, you know, didn't choose to stay on the road and keep playing music. Yeah. So, are you signed? Uh, no. Still, I mean, a lot of bands in that, like, at that point, don't have managers and agents and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's saying something. Yeah. No, we. I mean, we had a great time, and I learned a lot, which is all. It's coming a lot of handy. Um, yeah. With what what would you now. say is the number one thing you learned while being a musician that kind of helps you see their perspective now? I mean, it's it's hard to see when things are taking longer than they should. Yeah. Uh, when you're in it, you, you know, you're like, oh, we've been working on the song for two months. And it's yeah. like, that's too long. Like, you got to, like, move on. Work on a different song. Or, like, things just, they it doesn't, time goes really fast when you're in that. And, like, being creative, obviously, you can't force it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I, there's sometimes I wish people would have beat us up a little bit more to like push things along faster. Um, and so I, you know, I, I sympathize with that, but I also know what to look out for um, when things are not, t- and there's only so much you can do. Like on my side, it's not like I can tell them to be creative all of a sudden and like get them to work any faster. Like, you know, but having that understanding and like knowing where they're coming from makes me have, gives me a little more peace uh, yeah. in our times of stress yeah. and last minuteness. <laughs> so when you got to kind of the point where you wanted to take on a business job in the music industry, how did that kind of come about? So my, uh, my dad actually bought me the, uh, the old, old faithful Donald Passman book. Yep, uh, we Everything talk about it all the time. About the music business. Yep. And, uh, if you have not yet read that book and you're listening to this podcast, stop listening and go read the book. Yep. I'm telling you. There's nothing I learned in college that I didn't already learn in that book. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I started reading it and I was like, oh shit, this stuff's kind of cool. Like I really enjoyed all the royalty splits and learning how all this stuff actually worked. And I was like, I was always kind of the business guy in the band anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, There's I, always one. Like every our, band has like a business guy. They have a digital guy. Like yeah, they have I, a guy uh, who does nothing. Like I did our taxes. <laughs> I like, you know. Do you want to do my taxes? No, never again. <laughs> 
uh, never again. No, I have people now. I did not have people when we started. Yeah. And that was a nightmare cleaning up after like year three. Yeah. Uh, I, I would sometimes have nightmares about the IRS same. coming to get us. Cause like, I know same. I didn't do this right. I come, no. Okay. So I will mention since Trevor for a minute. I remember one day we're like in the van. They used to have this van. It said room Raiders on the side. <laughs> we're in the van and Taylor looks at me and he's just like, you're going to go to jail if you don't like do your taxes. And I was like, oh shit. I never, like, I just thought I was a kid and I was like, we need to hire somebody. Like, I don't know what, and granted <laughs> we didn't even owe anything cause we weren't making any money, but like, it was so scary. Like they don't teach, you know what they don't teach you in school, how to actually start a fucking business. If you're an entrepreneurial, you know, minor. Yep. Didn't know that. Nothing about kind that. Kind of out about that. So your dad bought you this book. Yep. And has uh, inspired you. Oh yeah. Decided it was time to go back to school. Uh, and, uh, you know, all my aerospace engineering credits somehow applied to a music business degree somehow, Incredible. uh, you know, all my electives were like physics eight and, uh, things like that. <laughs> Calculus five. Um, so I went back to school for music business at MTSU. Yes. Um, MTSU. Yeah. Go Raiders go. Had a great time. It was a great school. Uh, have, I loved it. Yeah. I think it's great. All of us on our digital team now pretty much went to MTSU. Rad. We uh we like those people. Yeah. I've got a good mix. I've got a good mix of like Belmont and MTSU. So mm-hmm. I will say like when we started our company, I was very like, I would pick the MTSU intern. Yeah. Like almost, I would be like, mm, well, I was very biased. But now now I think I'm more equal now. I'm, yeah. I'm far from it, you know. So. I, I, try to, I try to keep my biases. And actually myself. Belmont asked me to speak more than MTSU anyway. So Ooh. just saying. Ooh. Hot goss. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So MTSU graduated from there. Were you a business or a music? Uh, Music business. Music business. Yep. But I mean, what is, so there's music business. And what was the other one? Like tech or audio? uh, Audio. Yeah. It's so different now. Like, cause I went there a few weeks ago and I was just like, oh, it it works in a completely different way. So Hmm. yeah. Plus they have like these crazy studios that like you can look into from the hallway. Oh, that's cool. It's like you're in like that, that, what is it like the mass comm building? And like, there's like glass and you oh, can yeah. watch them do their thing. So I was like, that's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. But, you know, we didn't Coming have that the then. We paid for that. We did pay for that. <laughs> You're welcome. MTSU. We did. And I'm still trying to get on the MTSU wall of fame. Ooh, me too. That's a goal of mine. Like, it's, yeah. like it's a real solid <laughs> goal of mine. So just saying I'm here. I started this company in my dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> we should be on the wall of fame. So did that graduated where to go from there? Um, Did you so, need cool internships or? Yeah. So actually the, first of all, the only reason I went to college was because I needed a college credit to do an internship. Got it. I tried to intern and they're like, you need college credit. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go back to school. <laughs> Stay in school kids. But look, um, I, I'm the same way though. Cause people, I'm always like, look, I appreciate the hustle, but I got like, I don't know if it's the IRS, some government entity looking at me, the labor people, the labor commission. I can't just be having interns off the street. Mm-hmm. Not like, so I have a solid rule about that. Like yeah. I would love, like, I love the hustle, but like, I respect that rule because I ain't got no money to be dealing with the law. I feel that, you know? So, so I, get it. I, uh, yeah. My only internship was actually at vector management. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you just, you have the dream, you, you know, yeah. you played warp tour, read the book, got the internship, got the job. It's that easy. Kate. It's literally that easy. That's all you have to do. <laughs> well, what did you do when you were an intern there? What were some of the things that like you were working on? Uh, well, I mean, from the band days, I kind of knew I, I was, I, I helped out the social media and stuff, which in my day was MySpace. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I pretty I'm much pretty sure we were worked, MySpace yeah. friends. And uh, I had to like, I had like done like some Facebook ads and stuff on my own. And so I was like, I can do this. And so, yeah. you know, I wasn't necessarily great at it, but they, 
they said that sucks enough that I figured I fixed it and did better. And yeah. uh, eventually I didn't suck. And I just, I tried to take on as much work as I could so that like when it came time for me to leave, they're like, Oh shit, like, I'm going to have to post this shit on the internet if you leave. And I was like, yep. And they're like, Hmm, we're going to offer you this cushy part-time job. And I was like, Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what but I that's want. That's what you do. And I preach that a lot. Like you have to make yourself invaluable Yep. because if you like, and I always say, and I, I, my staff this about our artists. I'm like, if tomorrow we stop doing what we do for them, would they go on fine or would they fall apart? Mm -hmm. And the answer should always be they would fall apart. Yeah. Like you have to be invaluable to whatever you're working on to give yourself stability, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's simple to say, but it's, it really is important. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for a while and then eventually got on full time and, you know, uh, the rest is history. So you always time, done kind of like the digital side of things there. Yeah. Right. Um, and at the time it was just two people on the digital team. And now we have seven. Wow. Um, it's really, it's grown a lot. And yeah. I, it's exciting to have been on the, the, the earlier side of that, um, yeah. and seeing it grow and staying as busy as ever still somehow, even with that yeah. many people, there's still not enough time to get everything done in the day. There's not. And I always say it's like the internet doesn't shut down. Yeah. Like the doors of target close. But the internet doesn't shut down. Yeah. You know? And I've always liked that part about the job. Like, I've always liked answering the 10 o'clock email and, yeah. like, scrambling when something goes wrong to, like, get yeah. a post out for something because somebody fucked something up and <laughs> someone said something dumb on stage. I don't know. See, those moments are fun for me if, you know, if there's occasionally time where I'm in a wedding and I get yelled at by my wife because I'm on my phone mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. Nobody else can do this right now. And, you know, it, we, we work through those moments. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm single <laughs> because I never cut off. I was, um, I had a friend in town and she works in education and was she went to Harvard and was telling me about all this like research she's doing for the government. And I'm like, Oh, a Backstreet Boy is calling me. And of course she's like, Oh my, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'd rather like hear about, but she's just like, so like, why do you have 50 unread texts since we've been at dinner? I'm like, well, and I like to had to be like, well, this is a 15 year old I manage and she's critiquing her music video. And I have to get edits to this other guy who's texting me who felt shot the music video. This artist, I'm supposed to buy her a giant red bow that covers her body for a music video <laughs> Christmas shoot. This like, and she's just like, what? And I'm just like, well, I mean, it's only eight. Like, work's not done yet. Yeah. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. That sounds very familiar. Very familiar. So, so now that you're here, you got the job. Do, do you consider this your dream industry? Do you most, love it? Uh, most days. Most days. I agree. I get it. If, if, yeah, if you say every day that question, you're lying. And oh, there's no way. There's, there are days that I'm like, I hate this. I'm going to go be a teacher in like yeah. Arkansas or something, you know? But as soon as you get to that point, a good day happens and you're like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. awesome. I would say that I probably have more bad days than good days, but the good days are worth it. Yeah. Qual I mean, it's that it's, it is, it is a rough industry. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like, then, then there's a lot of days where I'm like, oh my God, it's literally like, I'm always like, it's only rock and roll. No matter what genre, I'm just like, but that's like, my thing. it's literally only music. Like, yeah, because sometimes you just, you get so caught up in it and you're losing your mind and you have to almost step back. Yep. At least I do, because I'm just like, I'm freaking out over this. And will the world turn tomorrow? Will everyone be alive that's involved yeah. in this situation? We'll be okay. Yeah. You know? It's hard to keep that in mind though. When like eight people are yelling at you for I 10 know. different reasons yeah. and you know, you think your life is over, but yeah. I mean, 
you know, and there are, there's a lot of money and it is business and there are things tied to these things mm-hmm. working out, but still there's a lot of getting caught up in things that really don't matter at the end of the day. And I'm infamous for it. Like sometimes I wish somebody would say to me, Jade, it's fine. Like, I'm sorry that the font isn't like perfect for you, but let's go with what's just about the best we're going to make. You guys hear that? Yeah. You Jade hear wants that? you to tell her when she's wrong. I love being told when I'm wrong because you know what I hate though? I hate when people tell me something they don't like about me long after I could have fixed it sure, or changed it. So I am like, I mean, look, it sucks to be told somebody doesn't like something about you, but at the same time, like, I think it sucks way worse when you have to think back like, wow, this person doesn't like me for five years, (laughs) you know? And if if you sort of change or explain something or whatever, like I am all about the communication. Yeah. Like I think communication is so key, not only in this industry, but just in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not want to leave stuff open ended. I'm like, look, I'm like, we're yeah. no, no, we're not leaving. We're talking about this because yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go home and be stressed out. Mm-hmm. I want to go home and watch Nailed It. Do you watch Nailed It? No, I don't know what that is. Do you not know what Nailed It is? I don't have TV. It's this fabulous show on Netflix about people who can't bake. And so they'll oh. show them like a unicorn cake and they'll make it and it looks like a penis. <laughs> But like they think it looks like a unicorn. Yeah. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That sounds up my alley. Yeah. And now they have the French and Spanish version with translation. Ooh. Yeah. I'm all about it. This is my very exciting life in the music industry, you guys. <laughs> no, but I want to go to actually, you were, you wrote in your little questionnaire, have everybody, everybody answer. And I think it's a very good point. You said in your 20s, it is not the time to go home and watch Netflix after you work if you want to have success in music. And it's so true. And I was like, I totally did that at 37, totally watching Netflix. But yep. <laughs> but I can't stress enough, like, you knew me when I was in my 20s. Like, mm-hmm. I was not home. I was everywhere. Like, anything I wanted to do, like, every meeting, every lunch, every coffee. Like, can I pick your brain? I hate that term, by the way. <laughs> um, but, like, can we talk? You know, I don't know. I just, it's so important. And, like... I always tell interns here, like, what is your take on interns? Like interns at your office, do you go out of your way to make a relationship with them? Or do you kind of see who makes one with you? I feel like back in the day when I was more recently out of my internship, I spent more time with them, but I always appreciated when they like reached out. Cause like, I also don't have time to, yeah. I don't have time. I don't feel like I have time to reach out and really try to like Overserve them if they're not going to like put the effort in turning their chair around and talking exactly. to me for an extra five minutes. Like if they're not going to give that to me, I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. Like, I'm not mad at you. Like you mm-hmm. do you, like we can just work, but like, I would love it if you would talk to me. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. Cause it's like, you don't want to put in the time where like you're taking a chance on if that's going to ever be valuable to either of you, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like for me, I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't go out of my way to talk to the interns. Like I'll say hi at first. And if I walk by them, I'll say, hi, like, how are you? Whatever. But like, I'm not like, Hey, can we sit down and have a meeting and talk about your future? Mm -hmm. If any of them want to do it, I am down. I will take them to lunch. I will give them guidance. I will give. And and the thing is a lot of times what comes from those conversations is I like it here. I want to do a second internship in a different department in your LA office. Can I go on tour? And like, I'll, I'll be like, okay, here's, here's how this works. Like, let's get you doing this. And like, for me, I truly look for those people to kind of look for talent for my own company. Yeah. 
Um, and like the, I have this one girl named Helen. She was, she started off. I don't know if she was actually an intern. I think she was kind of like a part-time college kid that was like, I need a little money. And like, I think she couldn't get credit. So I was like, I, I feel like there's a thing here. It's like, I paid her, you know, but she now like, she's now the day-to-day manager for all of our management projects. She's pretty much as my right-hand man. And she's 23, you know, but she, she first, um, she, she tracked me down on Twitter And then one day, like I was at the billboard awards and I was sitting on the ground and I was so done with this day. And she's like, Oh my God, are you Jade? And I'm like, uh, I don't know right now. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be Jade right now, but, but it was the thing is like, she was just somebody like I talk about her a lot. She crawled to the top. Mm -hmm. Like she made herself so invaluable to me that there was no way I would ever think of like, Oh, the semester ended. Like I was like, Oh no, 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 you're going nowhere type of thing. So you can, you can do that. And I've had a lot of success stories at my company where interns have done that. However, I don't anymore go out of the way to, to do that. Yeah. You know, I just, and the thing is like, I, I, I always thought this was funny. Like when Cassie and I were working at Warner brothers and we were both like 1920, whatever, um, we just, we only hung out with the executives <laughs> and like, I didn't think that was weird until I was like 30 and I was like, wait, that's kind of weird. Like we never hung out with anyone our age, but we like knew all of the executives, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're the people I still know, you know? And I was like, I've just always kind of gravitated towards that. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I've always been more interested in those jobs because those were the jobs that I eventually wanted. So I would just say like, whatever job it is that you want, like, and the thing is you don't have to want to be the executive. You don't have to want to be in charge, but if there are like departments and and people doing things that you're interested in, hang out with those people. Ask if you can go to an event with those people. Like, I don't think I've ever told an intern, like, no, you can't come to a meeting with me. No, you can't work on this project that you're interested in. I'm like, yeah, great. I mean, it's free labor. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, essentially. Um, I just, you know, I don't have any reason to say no. So, but a lot of people just don't ask. Yeah. I've never once said no to an intern asking, Mm -mm. Hey, can we go get coffee? Or like, I have done a lot of like panels at schools and I tell them like, uh, no one up here in this panel of like awesome fucking people is going to say no if you ask to get coffee. And then like 100%. seven people come up out of a hundred and it's yeah, like, totally. And then those 93 people are going to be like, man, I can't get a job in the music industry. Exactly. It's like, well, I can tell you why. Like, <laughs> I completely agree. I do that too. And like the ones who really do come up and have that conversation, usually I end up going out to dinner with them or coffee with them or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of them end up interning here or working here. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and it's, it's funny. Like, you talk all the time about, and this is kind of a different subject, but you talk all the time about like these kids that are doing these music business programs and like, it's so hard and there's no jobs. And then I look at myself and Cassie and I'm like, okay, we were two people on the same path that had very similar ambition. And yet we made it just fine. Doesn't mean it wasn't hard. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it didn't suck, but it wasn't impossible. Like there was no moment where it was like, okay, there's just not a job to have. So I'm going to go do something completely different. I just, I just feel like you can always find your way in this industry if you really want it. Yeah. You know, and really wanting it means really working hard for it. Yeah. But to me, that's the difference. Yeah. And you if know? you don't want it that bad, that's fine, but you should Agreed. recognize that as fast yeah. as you can. Cause you don't want to spend five years doing it when you hate it and then just yeah. switching later. Well, I think it's the same thing with artists. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, my big thing that I've come to a realization at 15 years into this is if I want it more than you, there is no possible way this will ever work. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you can't change somebody you're in a relationship with. Like I can't change the artist. It's yeah. not going to freaking happen. Like they've got to want it more than me. And I don't know. I've just, I know how to disconnect earlier on at this point. Like well, that's, that's an incredibly useful skill. It's very useful. And there was a lot of heartbreak before that, but yeah, very useful. And a very, my business manager likes it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that, you know? So anyways, <laughs> all right, let's talk about like what you, you do on a daily basis. Yes. At Vector, you are manager of digital marketing and a project manager. What does that mean? What are you, what are you doing every day? Mm, every day. Um, anything. Sometimes I am beating up a record label because we need them to do something uh, and trying to make sure that everything is running smoothly and uh, everything's getting in on time. Sometimes I am actually doing the work and there's no record label. Sometimes, uh, you know, I am the social media person. Sometimes I am the uh, Facebook advertising agency. Sometimes I am uh, the therapist sometimes, Amen. you know, it, it depends on the day, but, yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we, we have such a robust team that we can all like fill in where we need to for all these different projects. We have artists that are, you know, heritage acts that don't have a record label anymore. So we're the record label. So mm-hmm. we're putting out releases on our own. And so everything, you know, if it does, if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Where, and we have artists on major labels that, you know, there's, you know, they have more of a team that a lot of stuff is going to happen than, even then, sometimes if we don't do anything, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, love you guys. But yeah. uh, I mean, look, they have a department and it's got a, it's got a lot under it, you yeah. know, and they've got to pick and choose what gets done. Exactly. It's just the reality. But, <laughs> um, so how many people do you manage? Do you oversee the whole department? Um, I don't. So there's, okay. there are two people above me um, okay. in, on the digital team. Um, we, we make up our own titles. I, I could tell Oh, that's fine. Do you yeah. know what my title is on my business card? What is it? Chief Fangirl Officer. That makes sense. Adam Davis made that up. I like that. And I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's still that. Yeah. That's great. It's, and, well, that's because I don't use business cards anymore. So I've had the same ones for so long. The only people that ask me for cards are uh, college students. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's so true. Because every time I go speak in a college, they're like, do you have a card? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're in my desk. So I'm going to remember that and bring them this week when I go. There you go. Take a You're card. welcome. <laughs> and our cards, we like had them custom done. They look like a little laminate and have like a little hole cut out. Lots of money for these custom freaking cards. I never even use them. So, <laughs> time you know. to get some use. I'll just, no, that's what I say. I'll be like, oh, let me follow you on Instagram. Like, that's what I do when I feel like I meet people. Yeah. Do you do that or is that mm, not the way you do it? I don't. No. Uh, I, I give them, I'll give them my phone number, but yeah. I don't, I don't like to follow people. On Are Instagram. you one of these people that, okay, I don't know how I feel about this before I say it. When you, when you meet somebody and you want to get their phone number, like for business reasons, not like Mackin, do you like give them your phone to like type it in themselves? I don't usually, I okay. usually make them say it. And it's usually at a loud bar and I feel bad. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Say it in my good I, ear. Well, what? here's the thing. I had this one time I would, granted, I was a teenager and this random dude in Target or Walmart or something comes up to me. It was just like, yo, number and gives me his phone to like type a number. And I was like, <laughs> it was like the rudest thing. I was like, no. Absolutely not. And now I feel like people do that to me all the time in business and they'll just be like here. And it's not even like an option to be like, I don't want to give you my phone number or anything like that. But like people just hand it to you. And I don't know why it like kind of bothers me. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think I have like PTSD from the Walmart dude. Oh man. You know, I was just wondering, (laughs) I was wondering if that was a thing. Yeah. I don't know. This is a thing for me, you know? Okay. So earlier we talked about how you said in your twenties, don't go home. Don't chill out. Don't chill in Netflix. Mm-hmm. Go do something yeah. to help move yourself forward in this career. 
what are those things? You oh, know, you, go, you say this, go do something. What are, what are the some things? Like yeah. what, what can people do? Uh, I can tell you what I did and I can tell you what I've told other, like some college students to do. So granted I was a uh, quote unquote non-traditional student in college. So my twenties were only a couple of years in my, uh, in, <laughs> in, in, when, in my professional working career. Uh, but so I, A, I worked a lot cause I only had a part-time job. And so I worked another job at night because uh, I wanted to buy a house and I wanted a really cool car. And I was like, well, I want these things and it's not going to happen if I don't just save all this money. So yeah. um, I worked a lot. And even after I got a full-time job, I still worked on the weekends um, for a good few years because uh, newsflash, the music industry doesn't pay a whole lot when you first start out the first couple of years. Uh, and it's fine. You just you just need to know that going into it. Yeah. And you can't complain later if you know that and you want to do things like buy a house or whatever. Like, you know, but if you think about it ahead of time and do that for enough years in advance and you can do whatever you want, yeah. but you have to do those things. So I, A, I worked a lot, but B, I was out at shows a lot. I went to every single show I could for my company. Even when I was an intern, I was like, can I go to this? Yeah. Like, let me go to Even shows. if you and don't like, want to go. Yeah. You I, go. God, I still yeah. go to shows that I don't, I, I like going out, honestly. Like I do like yeah. going out for work, but there's sometimes I really don't want to go and- Agree. I, you know, but I go anyway. And part of me is like, I love this. And part of me is like, I just want to order a pizza. Yeah. And go to bed. <laughs> so I don't feel bad for- I, for 20 year olds or 25 year olds. No, totally. Like, oh, I just I'm go just home. like, dude, like, my body tired. has endured this shit for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to make the best relationships you're going to make at between like midnight and 2 a.m. Like I, that's yeah. when you're going to make some really yeah. good friends. Like yeah. you're going to like make, you're going to make some acquaintances between like seven and eight o'clock. But like, if you stay out with them at the bar till 2 a.m. And yeah. maybe it's not the bar is not your thing. Like that's fine. You can meet them at the gym. Like yeah. a lot of people meet people at the gym here. Like, oh shit, you're working. Oh, cool. And like, that's, you can find your thing, but like just being out there. And so I, a thing I did a few years ago was uh, solid, which is a, a, oh yeah, it's a leadership development program. Mm -hmm. And it's for people that have been in the industry, at least, uh, at least you just have to be, have been working in the industry for one year full time. And okay. you can go in when you're older or earlier, whatever. Um, and it was fantastic. And I, I did it for a couple of years and then the, I had a child on January 13th and then I joined the board that year. So you know, I have, yeah, again, I have no sympathy for people who are like, I don't have time. It's like, well, I had a kid and yeah. five days later, I That's a made a presentation time. in front of 200 people for this organization. And then I did things twice a week for that thing at night. Yeah. Like you make time for things that are so important for you. So explain to everybody and even me, because I don't necessarily completely understand what solid is. I see a lot of people post about yeah. it and talk about it. What exactly is kind of the mission of it? Yeah, so it's uh, Society of Leaders in Development. Um, the whole goal is to like give you a platform to a meet people. Like mm -hmm. it's a great way to be in the same room as a lot of other young people that are like want to do extra stuff because you get in that room and it's already people that are wanting to do something else outside of work. They want more out of yeah. the industry. Like they, you know, they have their jobs, but they want to meet more people or they want to like do more. And it gives you chances to volunteer, like whether it's like a Habitat for Humanity, humanity thing or um, we do fundraisers for, um, CMA, uh, cool. all kinds of stuff. And you know, it, it can be whatever you want it to be. You can go through it and not really do anything. You can go in and just meet a couple of people and say, Hey, and see you later. Um, or you can really get involved and you can, you know, meet your people and it doesn't have to, you don't have to do like a formal organization like that. Like I also joined a hot wing club, uh, <laughs> seven years ago on a whim. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And I met, that's, that's how I met Josh Terry was really? a hot wing club. Uh, so what, wait, what do you do at a hot wing club? Uh, you eat hot wings. Is it like a competition or no, is no, it like a, it's just, you just like get together. You're a connoisseur. 
Oh, I am definitely okay. a connoisseur. Because I'm thinking like when you like when you see people at Buffalo Wild Wings and they're like, they like have an alarm. You know what I'm talking about? Like you have to win a t-shirt and you have to eat like a ton of these really Ooh, hot wings. Have you yeah. ever seen that? Yeah, no, I'm oh, not it's that cra- guy. That's what, that's like what I thought you meant. Like yeah. it's like a competition Ooh, or no, something. No, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm a quality over quantity guy. Got well, it. Okay. Okay. To clarify. Um, so, I mean like, and I, I did that every single month for, I don't know, the last seven years. <laughs> <laughs> we could go to a different hot wing place yeah. every single month. And like, oh, I've met a crazy. lot of really great people. Yeah. That. And like, so you don't, you can find your thing. Like, yeah. and like, or if you're like really into pop music, go help put on a show, go say, Hey, like, I yeah. want to help you. I see you like, you guys are doing these cool, like pop showcases. I want to help you flyer. It's like, okay, here's a stack of, fl- they'll let you do Dude, like a heartbeat. I, like, and I get, the, cause when I used to have all these little bands in town, I had flyers stacked on my, I'm like, come by. And the mm-hmm. fans would come by every week and they'd get them and, Put up them Rocket Town flyers and yeah, oh yeah, super helpful. And like at panels, college kids will ask me like, "Well, like, so I want to be a manager." And I'm like, "Okay, well, but do you really?" Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, yes, but also like, okay, well, go manage somebody. It's like, yeah, what? it's like, well, who at this school is like really great? And I'm like, well, there's a couple of people, and it's like, yeah, like go manage somebody at this school. Like, and, and do it's it totally now. true. Like, because when I was young and wanted to be a manager, I managed a few different. Like, I managed since forever. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know what the fuck I was doing, but I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a damn. I learned a lot about just working with five people that with different personalities. And like, I don't know, it was like, you learned some, and there was a, a country group I managed for that. And I managed a lot of people before I managed people that actually make me money. Yeah. You know, and like, and all of that was just experience, honestly, yeah. you know, but yeah, you like anybody would be like, yeah, you can be my manager. You want to help me for free. And if I make money, you'll make money. Great. Yeah. There's a, there's a job that you don't have to have an internship credit to do. Exactly. And you can, and literally the sky's the limit. Yep. So, I mean, there's, there's an unlimited amount of things that you can do and you should find whatever, like, you know, some things you're not going to want to go do and you should do them anyway. There's a lot of quote unquote networking events yeah. that like, I don't want to go to, but yeah. like one thing I always, uh, one way I look at things is, am I going to regret going to this? Am I going to regret not going to this? And uh. if I, if I say, no, I'm not going to regret not going to this, then I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going. But if I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to regret going and I will probably regret it tomorrow. If I don't go, I'll get FOMO. Then I'm like, all right, then I'm going to go. And I'll go for 30 minutes. I'll have a beer. And there's sometimes I go in and I, I'll look around and I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I'll have a beer. And I'll, I'll drink it as fast as I can and go home. Uh, but most of the time I, I, I'll at least go, I'll make myself go talk to one or two people. Yeah. And usually from there it snowballs and I see somebody I know. I'm like, oh, hey, come over here. And like you meet a yeah. bunch of people. And like, then it snowballs and then it's 2 a.m. And you know. And that's where you get to know people the best <laughs> exactly. between 12 a.m. and 2 a.m. And like not every time you're going to meet somebody important, but if you do that 15 times, one of those times you're going to meet somebody that in five years is going to be a fucking rock star, like not physically a rock star, like a musician necessarily, but like a great manager or yeah. agent or something like, and if you try to email them in five years out of the blue, they're not going to listen to you. But if you're like, oh yeah, dude, what's up? Like if they know you, then it's yeah. easy. It, that makes it easy. And like, it's a numbers game. Like, honestly, like you have to go out there a hundred times and five, six times is going to be really worth it. And you just have to know that. And if you, you know, just take it as that is okay. I just think like so much of this business is freaking like doing it and like taking the chances and doing the things that don't work. And just, I don't know. It's just put on a thick skin, learn, talk, do the thing. I just, I think the music industry is so feasible if it truly is your dream. Mm -hmm. And I think we've, we've talked, at least, you know, there were, I've heard so many conversations like, you know, there aren't that many jobs. There really aren't. However, make your own path. Like I was scared. I wasn't going to get a job. So I created my own company. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Cassie didn't know, but we knew that we saw a path to a service 
that obviously became very important in, in all industries. Mm -hmm. Um, but make your way, like find the thing that you can do that nobody else is doing. Yeah. Make yourself invaluable. So what would be your one piece of advice moving forward to somebody who may want to work in the digital side of the music industry? Pay attention to what's going on right now. I mean, that, that sounds so obvious and dumb, but what I mean is you should be following a lot of the big artists that are out there right now. Like, I don't care if you like Ariana Grande, you should probably be following her to see what she's doing online. Yeah. You, I don't care if you like Louis Capaldi, you should follow him because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And like these, like you should follow, you should pay attention to what these people are doing. Cause you're by doing that, you're going to see what their teams are doing and you can, no ideas original. Like, I'm sorry, you can copy, you can copy all their ideas and it'll, you'll look like a genius in a meeting. You're like, you should do this thing. Like, and no one's going to notice that you stole an idea from somebody or somebody. Cause once it translates to your artist, it's going to be, it's going to feel new and stuff. Yeah. So steal, steal ideas. That's, that's my piece of advice. No, I agree. That's, that's There's a, some John Lennon <laughs> quote that's very similar to that. Like, you know, I don't know, something like that. But I remember, yeah. I remember hearing it when I was younger and it was like, yeah, you just have to kind of reinvent things that have already been done because nobody's going to invent something completely new. Yeah. Not in, not in marketing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's teaching a new wave of people to look at it the same way the last wave did. Yeah. <laughs> and market to them in their own way. So, so that's sort of my advice yes. but in general. Like it's, that's, that's just the easiest way to keep up with what's going on is to just look at what's going on instead of like, yeah. read, you can read all like the marketing newsletters and stuff like, oh, this is happening. But like, just pay attention to what people yeah. are doing every single day online. And you're going to, you're going to see what's going on and you'll have a, a foothold and you'll be able to explain the older people that, hey, this is what's going on now and teach them the new terms that obviously we don't even know, you know, it's a thing. No. And I, I think it's a really good point the way you kind of brought that up, because for me, I get so much flack. You like the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, I fucking do. And I made a career out of it. Yeah. What are you going to say to me now? However, it's funny because it's like, I'll follow other like bands that I literally will probably never listen to or rappers that I would, that's not my things, you know, but you have to not filter. Like if you want to work in the music industry, one, know that you're not going to just work with artists that you are a fan of yep. or were a fan of before they came along. You're going to work on artists that are going to give you a good place in business in mm -hmm. the music industry. And so it's not filtering what you pay attention to by your personal taste, but by what's successful. Yeah. You know, I remember we were at MTSU and um, we had a, I don't know, it was a marketing class or something. And every week we'd look at the uh, sound scan charts. And one week this thing like started climbing and went up and it was Troy and Gabriella, which is essentially the high school musical song. Cause mm -hmm. this was back in like 2006. And, and um, our teacher was like, who, who, what's a Troy and Gabriella? And Cassie's like, that's high school musical. And the class laughed and Cassie said, Cassie was like 18 and she was like, I don't know about you all, but I'm here to learn how to sell millions of records. So I'm interested <laughs> in Troy and Gabriella. And it was like, so, and I just thought it was like, it was such a smart way to put it. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you think that's cheesy or not. Yep. I would so much rather sell a million records than a hundred. Yeah. Even if the thing that's, that has a hundred is something that could be perceived as more cool. Yeah. Even though I think Troy and Gabriella are very cool. Yeah. High School Musical for, forever. I've never seen High School. <gasps> You've never seen High School Musical? <laughs> never. Well, when your daughter, get, how old is she? Three? Uh, almost two. Two. When she gets to like what age? Six maybe? Sure. I feel like it could be a thing. It's, it's a great music. I don't have anything against okay. it. I've just never seen it. It's like how, um, like I'm sure you watched Grease when you were little. Yeah. It's like that. But okay. like it, that would be her Grease. Okay. Way less sense. raunchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pregnancies in High School Musical. Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Pete, for coming out and taking time out of your week. I really appreciate it. I think we talked about some really great stuff, really good points. Um, You guys can follow Pete where? Online. At Pete Stormer. There we go. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 